Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's True Detective After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's True Detective After Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the After Buzz <laughs> True Detective at the After Show, me. episode three. I made you laugh. You did. Wasn't that funny? Uh, we're all here together. <laughs> episode three. We're very excited. We're all here together. Everyone's in the studio. No one's on the phone. Uh, Joe wore a lovely, lovely, lovely sweater. Doesn't he look distinguished? It's like Tom Keen. Tom Keen. My Alpine sweater. It's very oh, sweet. Yeah. Yes, of the show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm here. We're joined, uh, as always, by the beautiful Nando Velasquez. Yeah. Hello. Thank you very much for saying that. We're, all, we're also joined that. by the very man with the smart sweater, Joe Sanfilippo. Nice to see you guys. And by the lovely, lovely Julia Carey. Hello. Hi, everybody. And not only just us, we are also joined in studio by our good friend Robert Betzel. 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 We went over this. We went over this in prep. I meant it. I had it. I worked on it. Robert Beitzel. Hi, Robert. I'm sorry. All right. I'll take you back for it later. You can call me me Joe Aswell. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you should do that. That just seems mean. That seems. I kind of think you should. Uh, I think he deserves it. Robert played Chris on a wonderful episode of True Detective today. He, he had a fantastic scene in interrogation scene with McConaughey. It's a major scene, and uh, which we'll talk about later. And he's going to just sit in with us and join us. And he screened the show with us, and he's here with us. He's a friend of the program, and and um, and uh, yeah, he's going to talk some True Detective with us, and we're very happy to do so. Uh, a bit of house cleaning from last week. Apologies for a short show last week. We had a lot uh, going on. We had lots, some mix ups, some studio mix ups. Uh, you know, we we had we had to do a lot of diff- different things, shuffled around. Yeah. Appreciate you guys for sticking with us. We didn't get a chance to get to the entire show, but we have a full show with hot takes and great analysis for you today. <laughs> by, by Julia. Oh, oh. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, so Our takes it, will be lukewarm, but Julia's. The rest of us is filler. Yes. The rest of us filler. So so sorry about last week. Uh, won't happen again. Yeah, Thank you for sorry. joining us this week. We we uh, we made up for it by bringing in Robert Beitzel and uh, all of us in studio. We're going to do that today. So okay. True Detective, episode three. Holy crap. 
Holy crap. Like, Show I just want to say right off the top that, like, all, you know, I talked about last week and all of our, uh, a lot of our um, followers and listeners commented on YouTube and iTunes and otherwise. For all the people who say this show is boring and it's dumb and they, they oh. don't know what the F they're talking about. What are they watching? Like, I'm just, you know, so I'm just saying right off the top that all those people who think that all suck because this show is is amazing. It's, it's you know, as I, I just want to start. I mean, as I, as I always start by just giving super, super duper props to, to Nick Pizzolatto and Carrie Fuganaka for what they're doing, especially Carrie for what he's doing visually. Again, I say it every week, but every single shot I look at is amazing. Every setup is amazing. Uh, you know, he goes from handheld to these beautiful shots to the cool steady cam work he did in the, in the, in the, uh, in the bar. Like it's just everything looks and feels wonderful. And, um, I, I can't, I can't say enough about what he's doing. And then Nick uh, Pizzolatto, what the words that are coming out of uh, McConaughey and Woody Harrelson's mouths, mm. the phrases, the sentences, the dialogue. The banter. The banter is blowing my mind. Yeah. And we actually watched the show with subtitles today, um, so we can actually read the show. And it was like you get a better appreciation for, for the dialogue and for mm. what the, the actual the text that he's written. Um, it's like reading, uh, I mean, he's, an, he's, you know, he's an author, but it's like reading a very rich novel. And I don't know, man, I, w- I, w- I love, love, love what I saw, Joe Flippo. Well, I, I, I don't think we give enough love to the structure of this show. I think that, that this, the way they've set this up, I, you know, it, it is, it is complex. Right. But the way the execution works, it is so smooth, it is seamless, you don't feel the complexity, but, Going back and forth with two different interrogations happening, you know, what, what, what do you say, is 11 years or 17 years future? What is 17. 17. 17 years in the future. Mm-hmm. You've got two different interrogations. You're maintaining the storyline. And at the same time, you're taking every every episode to kind of almost make it like a, it almost feels to me like it's a um, uh, an exploration of his belief in God, or at least an exploration of, of, of Cole's belief in God and, and, and man's place in the universe, and you, you, you spread that out throughout the entire episode. So it almost feels like each one is a uh, an opus. It's I, I don't know. Maybe I'm overblowing it, but... I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, no. I think that the structure is is brilliant, and it is so seamlessly executed. And, they're, they're, I mean, mad props. It's just it's so, so well done. Julia, gush about the show. I could gush all day about the show. <laughs> what I have to say, though, is it's so... Uh, my mind is is, like is going a little crazy right now. We just screened it. It's so hard on this show to go yeah. straight from the screening room yeah. right into the studio yeah. because there's so much that you have to digest. Yeah. And there I mean it's so wordy and it's so heavy and it's so graphic and beautiful that it, this is a show I, I if we could I would love to to watch again. Yeah, I think Perhaps I think we're just thrice. internal internal house cleaning. I think we will probably end up screening it and then doing it later in the day or the next day because we as as a service to you guys who are listening and some of you guys who are watching us hello um we you know we need time to digest this i'm furiously like hacking away typing notes the whole time reading and then running in here yeah. but yeah it's it's it, i it's great a lot of stuff i i did enjoy having the subtitles on today cuz it's know. so wordy and yep. and we would have missed so much in in note taking whatnot mm-hmm. but okay but the show itself the slow build of this show is so Amazing. Oh. Like, I, I just, I feel it in my bones. I feel this, this, this town. I feel this city. I feel this, this time, 1995 right. yep. up to two, uh, 2012. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, so saturated in it. And that's a great testament to the way that this is shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just, I mean, it's the slow build I'm talking of. It's not just the story, but it's the character development and, it, and sure. it's the development of, of the town as well. I, I just think this is, 
I might say it, the most brilliant show on television right oh, now. Oh, wow. Oh, did I do oh, it? Did bang, I you did. It? You I came out it. and you I said it. it. You said it. Shots fired. I at, believe at, it. At, Everyone else. At every Shots other show in TV. Put you on notice, oh, everybody else. I think I'm going to Shots fired at uh, Arrow. I don't know. I got <laughs> Shots fired at the Kardashian. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Shots fired at Heli Boo Boo. Well, no one could touch. All right. Anyway. Amanda, what do you got? What do you think? Uh, it's just more of the same. And, uh, I, I, I second, I third, I fourth the fact that it, it's it's terrible for us to come right in here right, right. after watching yeah. and unlike uh, network television where at least we have some commercial breaks to right. we can even process a little bit in those two three minutes or we can rewind a little bit and we have a little bit of time these these episodes are approximately one hour long there's yeah. no time to go back so we're just like running through this thing just to try and get this all out there for you guys but what I loved about this episode really I, I think we really got to see a lot more about the relationship between Cole and Hart Yep. Um, the antagonistic nature they both had. There was so many quips between the two of them. So many great lines. I, I, you know, you know what the difference between me and you is denial. You yeah. know, just stuff like that. It was just, and we really got to see a lot more of each character, uh, how well rounded they are, and why they butt heads. I would definitely, I definitely want to talk about. I want, I want to, I want to get to, to, to Rob right now, but I want to talk a little bit about. That, like that, the relationship of the two guys themselves, and then we get to them individually because mm-hmm. there's lots more on that. Because it's, it's, yeah. Uh, I initially, like, one of, one of my, um, uh, Emily Yoshida, who works at Grantland, and she's a writer and she's great. She meant, she said, like, when this, she's talking about how when the show was first announced and the first, like, you know, couple of, uh, uh, promotional posters came out, you know, she thought, like, I thought it would be like this sort of McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. I thought it would be like sort of Dukes of Hazard. All I knew was like McConaughey Harrelson in Louisiana as cops. I'm like, yeah, they're going to be like riding around, like talking shit, yeehawing around. And it's so not that. And it's, and I'm so happy. Oh, that would have been cool too. But well, I'm so happy. <laughs> you know, right? But it, this was, this was not That this was said, we'd have watched that too. I would have watched yeah. the crap out of that show. If you, were to descri- show great. if you were to describe this show at, at an elevator pitch, it yeah. would be really hard to do because yeah. really what you would say this is it's like a buddy cop film where the two people don't get along but it's not really that it's right. so much more these characters are so filled out and it really is more than just this guy's the crazy guy yeah. this guy's the straight lace guy put him in a car for a couple hours and a stakeout see what happens it's not that at all there's something definitely going on with both of these characters. Well, it's character study, which which is great. So yeah. we, we actually have someone who is uh, a fantastic actor and who happens to have been on the set and worked with both these actors and the writer and the director. So he knows a lot more about this stuff firsthand than we do. He we, just, we just talk about it. So, uh, so Rob, can you tell us a little bit about. I just just get out. What's so? Are you are you watching? Are you watching? Are you caught up? I mean, are you watching the show like real time and, and as as a fan yourself. Tell me what. Tell me what your experience is like. Just taking in the show. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree with, with a lot of what you said, and it's I am watching it as it airs because I am a fan of the show. You know, mm-hmm. I do think it's actually one of my favorite things on television, and that's not because I went and worked on it. It's <laughs> because it's amazing stuff and. It's really thrilling to actually be a part of something that you're a fan of. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, I want to. We're gonna get back to you and get sort of your background and, and ex- specific experiences on the show. But I do want to ask up top about the process of working because we talk a lot about sort of Nick Pizzolatto as a showrunner, a creator who's a, a not really a TV guy writing. And then we talk about Kerry Fuganaka. I'm just curious as to how they work together on set. I mean, is like it's. You know, the television is a writer's, producer's medium, and yet film is a director's medium, yet this is HBO. So, A, does this feel more more like a film set or a TV set? 
we'll start with that one. Yeah, I, I'd say that it's this is definitely much more like a film. Carrie okay. shot it all on film. Okay. I think he's Got making it. this case right now with this show for film, which is dying, you yeah. know. And it, but uh, you watch this TV show, it's and, amazing. and you got to say, hey, we got to keep this medium around because he's really making it look amazing, as you've all said. Um, and he is he is that visual director. He does have this. He's a very good storyteller, interpreter, and he brings it all to life very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nick uh, is is a brilliant writer. He uh, really is. Uh, he tells the story very interestingly, and uh, he has these characters, which I think are some of the best characters I've ever seen sure. on TV. And it's awesome to see them come together. They, uh, what I witnessed while I was there on set briefly was that you know they were really complementing each other. They each knew their roles and their purpose, and they were working with each other and helping each other uh, in the best way possible. Uh, I don't know that that continued through the entire run of the show, but well, while I was there, that's what I saw. It's a brilliant way to do it because you, know, you talk about these auteurs like like Vince Gilligan, who you know Breaking Bad, or some of these guys, or you know Matthew Weiner from Mad Men. These guys, this single vision sort of does does this whole thing, and this is, feels very much like a two hander where you have a very specific script and these amazing words, and then you have a very specific visual style. So it's cool how they're able to sort of put that together. And what about working with the actors? Like who? I mean, is it because you have the words that Nick has written, so he knows what he wants these guys to say and how he wants them to say them, but then you have Carrie who's a director like what was the process like was it was it did you work with Nick in this words first did you was it Carrie um no not so much I mean Nick had written the script it seemed <laughs> that you know he he knew very much what he wanted um when I arrived on set uh, I had a a, a a consultation with both of them uh, the day before while they were um, in, in another location but you know they kind of we checked in with each other and and talked uh somewhat and you know Nick gave me his insights as to what he thought the character that I was portraying was doing, and then Carrie did the same as well. And he was much more, uh, he teamed up with the uh, visual team with costumes and mm-hmm. makeup. Um, as you saw in the show, the makeup was pretty intense. And uh, yes. brilliant, brilliant makeup artists uh, on there. And I actually spent like four hours in yeah. the chair that well, day. You're a lot more handsome today than you were that day. <laughs> <laughs> you clean up really Dash. well. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they, uh, uh, the actors themselves, um, you know, my working with uh, with Woody and and, uh, and Matthew, um, Matthew was very in it. Uh, as you can see, the character that he's doing is, um, you know, he's going to these other places. He's kind of he's uh, haunted and uh, and and he he kind of stays holding some of that a lot, uh, and that's okay. just the type of work that that he does. But he's still you know very personable and workable and. The scene that we shot obviously was incredibly intense. Sure. Yeah. Um, and he was particularly great about maintaining the environment that we were working in. Um, everyone on that set totally professional and respectful of, of how we worked. When we rolled out on a, on a mag, uh, they just maintained silence and concentration for myself and Matthew. And, yeah. and he was great about taking care of me right. as an actor. So mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. Right, it's great because he, I mean, he's an even you know he's an actor on it, but he's also a producer on it as well. And so he's actually, 
you know, he, he, he's also Matthew freaking McConaughey. So, I mean, if he, if he says... <laughs> freaking. Yeah, if he says this is the way it should be, I mean, I, I, I hope that that happens. That's great. Uh, I, um, we, I want to talk more about, you know, specific to your character as it pertains to the show as we get through the show. But I want to go jump back to us and talk about... Um, I want to get into this this episode a little bit, you know. We have a lot of, I mean, it's really, you know, we have our our normal topics of conversation. We have, uh, we, you know, we talk about Rust, we talk about Hart, mm-hmm. talk about the case. But uh, what, one of the things I want to start off is talking about is back to the sort of relationship between the two guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, the the for a show that is a very straightforward, um, you know. Uh, you know, it's kind of a dark show about these guys talking about a lot of dark things. Uh, there's a lot of humor here. And this show, I laughed out loud a lot. A lot of their internal, their, their banter back and forth, especially at the top with McConaughey, is sort of I've written to be funny, I think, and it's delivered as funny, but it is so deadpan and so amazing. And then this, when they get back and forth with each other and start doing their thing, I mean, it's not quite the Dukes of Hazard yeehawing around like I thought it would be, but I'm still enjoying Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson in a car talking and doing some, you know, you know being funny. I think their true relationship is coming out a little bit because, uh, as we know, I'm sure we've talked about this, that they are really good friends yeah, in real, real life. Besties. Real life besties. Yeah. And I think um, as the characters get to know each other, because th- they start out relatively as strangers, mm-hmm. and so they're getting to know each other and getting to know their idiosyncrasies and, and how each other works. But but I think we're catching a glimpse of their, their true relationship and the way that they do banter and the way that they do work together. Right. I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, I do too. And some, some of these lines, I mean, like that, that whole top. Like, I, I wanted to replay that whole scene. Yeah, like, like the, 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 the level of contempt that Russ has for the, the Louisiana folks mm-hmm. and the religion and everything else, and and, 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 and you know the way that. Um, Hard is like, you know, can you see Texas from way up there <laughs> on that high horse? It's, 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 it's fantastic. And you have this guy who is from the area, really sort of grew up and respects the what it is to be in that very red, very Bible Belt, very religious state. And you have a guy who's like, you know, not only uh, philosophically in an entire different place, but just geographically and intellectually feels like he's in a different place. So it's a great juxtaposition of these two guys. We're both smart, but just have totally different worldviews on this whole thing. Well, I, you know, I think that the dialogue really works because the characters are so carefully structured and they're, they're, they're so cooked because of the slow build, so we didn't feel any need to jump into it. They did, mm-hmm. they took the three, ep- the two episodes to really slow build you in, so you yep. know exactly who's who. So now they don't have to work hard to make those, di- those lines work. And and I think that's why they work. I mean, there's never you never get a sense that 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 anyone's trying for any laughs. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like they're just going in. We're we're just doing it, and we're doing it in character. It's going to work. Um, and, and there's no danger of anybody splitting that. I think was was the one. Yeah, I love that line. We all busted up. Those are funny. But you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> they're funny lines. That's funny. They're written as funny lines to me. <laughs> I, I I cannot help but feel that 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 Nick Pizzolatto has something going on here with with this whole atheism deal. I I cannot help but feel that that he is. Uh, it, it, it's too well written, and it's too and it's too smart, and it's too careful, and the character's too broken, and and I I just I, it's 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 been from word go with with this show. It's always been Cole's point of view. The young man is a is a cosmic mistake. It's you know it's it's a misunderstanding. We should not be here. We should not be aware of ourselves. It's just a sensory input that we think has made you a person. And we're all having this dream. He said this time, right? And the dream is that you're a person. The dream you're you're living this dream that you're that you're alive. And I mean. I, you know, you saw the looks on the two cops' faces in, in the beginning, which was great. You know, there's nothing uh, will w- w- fuck with you worse than an atheist who actually knows what he's saying sure. and, and has a really, really uh, cognizant point of view and, and is going, you know what? 
uh, there is no God. Here are the 47 reasons why. How is your Coke? Yeah. You know, like... I mean, and, and it doesn't t- taste good anymore. But on, so, well, the, the difference on top of that, what I, what I found really interesting and, and really actually ironic is that in this in that moment, you know, in in 2012, when he's in the room with the two guys and he's talking about things like you know um, the 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 ontological importance of you know of of man and religion and how and, and all this other stuff, he's philosophizing about you know how man needs to have this sort of higher meaning but da 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 but at the same time in that moment he's doing that he is fil- you know he's really waxing and philosophizing about sort of the meaning of life itself so it's this weird thing for me where he's his character it's like you know I, I talked about a little bit last week but this interrogation feels a little bit like a therapy session for him i mean the way McConaughey is playing this the look in his eyes it's very contemplative it's very like he's sort of recalling and thinking and sort of solving this thing these things it's like he's having a conversation with himself for these guys so when he talks about you know the nature of man and and, and the futility of religion and all these these things he's talking about it's ironic because he is you know sort of giving his own sort of philosophical worldview himself well i think i think one of the lines that he said really it boils down to this one line when uh when hart asked cole are you're a bad man he said yeah i'm a bad man uh, and uh, we're the world needs bad, bad men. men. We keep the other bad men from the door. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much what it comes down to is Cole smells people's bullshit. <laughs> That's really what it is. He's at that He's at that church and he smells bullshit, for lack of a better word. He, you know, as an atheist, he feels that people hide behind God. People say they're religious and, and they have these certain morals and they don't. And it's a great banter he has with Cole because he sees... He sees. I'm sorry, with uh, with, uh, with Hart. Hart because he sees Hart's fallacies. He sees well, yeah. that Hart's cheating on Maggie. Hart he embodies knows it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he sees it. And and these two men, I think, at the core, really just don't like each other. But they're forced to deal. It's kind of like what uh, Hart said in the first episode. You don't pick your partners. Right. So really, these two men don't get along. They're they're kind of forced to get along. And and Hart, being uh, who he is. Is he's personable to everybody to a fault. He's like, well, we're gonna be we're gonna be as close to buddies as we can. But I don't like you. Can you tell by what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's a different like between you, like you two, Joes. When you yeah. joke around with each other and you one up each other, it's very different than Hart and Cole right. doing that. Right. No, but I, so, I don't like him. So I mean, there's that. I'm smart. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, never mind. Then you guys are Hart and Cole. Never mind. You guys are exactly Hart and Cole. Uh, you know, it, it, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say one of the other things in that scene that I thought was really great was was uh, was Hart's discussion of religion. Like Hart's point of view is. You know, it seemed to me, and if if there wasn't religion, we would do so much worse shit. Like, like it would be out in the open. Yeah, that's what he and, said. And that's that. Well, that's what Cole said, right? Yeah, we'd all Cole be out said, in the open, right? So I'd, I'd like to have that, so we can pick out the crazies, right? Yeah. And and I thought that was so great because I've had I've had so many really religious people tell me like that's that is their reason to go mm-hmm. to church. Sure. Is because if we don't go to church and tell them the man in the sky is looking, they'll do worse shit. Yeah. And I, I, I think that this show is so brilliant written in that way. And I just, I would, I would love to find out what Nick's real philosophy is. I'd love to find out where if he's he hard or he's a cool. Do well, you know I, what I'm saying? I, I, I'd love to know. Well, I want to go, I want to go around and, and, and include Robin. I, I yeah. mean, I'm, you mentioned Joe that, you know, we spent these first two episodes or three episodes getting to know these characters. And now we kind of know the table set. We kind of know who these guys are. I submit, I'm not sure we know who these guys are yet. I don't think we have a clue. I, you know, I, I, I submit that like, I mean, I love the process of finding out who they are. But I mean, we and we have our theories. Which I'm going to ask you, like, sort of who they are, and like, you, like to your point, Nando. We have the situation, in the relationship where um, I think, like, you know, Russ completely sees right through Hart, but doesn't necessarily judge him. 
mm-hmm. you know. And I think Hart because oh, he'd be judging himself, right? It's like it's like he he does have the thing of like you're doing this, you're this. Uh, I can smell the pee on you. You got some pee on you. That well, it's me. what he said. You know the difference you know. between you and me, and then and then uh, Russ says denial. It's, right. That's exactly right. what it is. It's denial. And, He's and, got some what on him from last week. I, you know some some, some, some what now? I won't say it. <laughs> it's something that rhymes with something else. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not gonna. Talk. How much more vague can you be? I don't know. Okay. He had p word on him. It, he said something. All right. It's, I got it's you. Why? Uh, anyway, uh, but in heart, it, heart has this complete like. You know this weird, almost dis- disdain, jealousy, and and contempt for Rust, but he respects the guy and thinks the guy's smart at the same time. Especially mm. as you see the 2012, like the 2012 heart is like Rust is a goddamn genius. That Rust, he's great. The 2090 to 95 and 94 right. Rust yeah. heart is like. So I mean, my question is, who who are these guys? I mean, like, I mean, I mean, what what do you, what do you think in this? You know. What, what, what do we think of these two guys and what their roles are as, as, we, as we think so far? I find a, a disjointedness from the the heart the the rust and the Marty of '95 versus the rust and the heart Marty whatever Marty, okay. of, of uh, 2012. So. I mean, from what we're seeing in 1995 and what we're seeing in 2012 specifically, and how. Let's say, like, how Hart is talking about, in, in his interrogation, how he's talking about Rust and, versus how they interact in 95. So he's taught, like, you started to touch on it. In 2012, he's, this guy's great. This guy is smart. This guy sees things. Right. But then when you see him in 95, he doesn't have that same sort of admiration of him, I don't think. No, not yet. I don't think well, it's, he's, he's, He doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. threatened by him. doesn't like him. He, you know, he thinks it's a weird thing where he thinks someone's better than you, but, like, you try to, like, you know, yeah. uh, it's a weird respect and, and contempt at the same time. Like, yeah. it's like, like me and Flippo. Same thing. Just, yeah. just yeah. like yeah. 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 And then in, in relation to, to Rust, we see him waxing philosophical all the time and just spewing whatever is coming yeah. out of his head. Just, I, I mean, something we also touched on in the show last week this, is the time it takes to work a case like this. You think about all that time they're spending in the car together, just driving from point A to point B and just talking it out and just saying whatever comes to your mind. But I feel like the things that he's waxing, waxing philosophical in 95, he's... He's kind of living it now in 2012. He doesn't really give a shit anymore in 2012. Right. True. I mean, it's it almost is like it's like he's he, working it out well, in that, his head, exactly. and now he's he is applying it to his life. Well, it's almost like he's sort of saw, he's sort of you know talking about it and living it. Like I know this is what's going on. I know the world sucks, but I'm still playing the game. In 2012, he's like, yeah, I was right. World sucks. I'll just, just remove. I'm just going to drink a beer. Something has made him remove himself. Completely. Well, he said that in, the, in that in that first that first one, right? He said, you know, why do you, when when Hart asked him why he gets up in the morning, he says programming. Yeah. You know, and he was talking about people in general. Right? It's all programming. You know, and, and uh, you know, uh, for me, what what these characters have, have kind of done, and I, I think it's kind of it's kind of rare, but it's getting less rare because I think we're in the golden age of television. But I've been told again, post secondary golden, right, whatever right. the fuck. Um, it, it seems to me we're getting some real complete people. I mean, you've got, and they have the freedom to do that. And so, with 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 Hart, I love that you have the, uh, the you know the juxtaposition of the uh, of, of the uh, interrogation seventeen years later, talking about how a man needs a family, needs to be responsible for other people, and and they're flashing back to him banging on his girlfriend's door, and then mm-hmm. you know you know and then fighting through, and, and you know going to beat the shit out of the guy unless unless he tells him that he that he got the blowjob, which right. I. You know, it, it's just this. <laughs> 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 you imagine, you imagine saying the naked guy comes busting in. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. 
Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, not a psycho. I'm, I'm not a psycho. I'm not a psycho. I just, wanted to know. I just really, really yeah. wanted to know. Woody Harrelson plays a really good, crazy <laughs> psycho, by the way. But, uh, but it's, I, I don't want him banging down my door. No. Ever. No, he seems very angry. No. Uh, but it's, it, I think it's the completeness of the characters that is, that it's almost, it almost takes you aback. Because, you know, uh, like with Cole, uh, with Cole, the insanity that, that he seems to give off in the end, and, and it just, it's just, a, it almost seems like it's, it's a person that's looked at all the trappings of society, all the stuff that we've built up, and sees them all for what they are. It's all just bullshit. It's all just fear that we've built this thing, and we're all terrified running as fast as we can toward death. It's just a bunch of lunatics. And, and, and he's just kind of stepped back from it. And, and of course, at that point, well, fuck it, I'm not going to get a haircut, and why am I going to shave? You know, and it's 1230 on, Thurs- on Tuesday, and it's my Thursday? Doesn't matter. And it's my drinking day, and you don't get to take that away from me. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say after that, uh, after that scene where he barged down uh, on uh, Lisa's door and and you know threatened that guy. He walked out. He he. You see him back in 2012 saying uh, saying that's why I always said uh, Russ needed a family because boundaries are good. After we just saw him go totally crazy, boundaries yeah. are good. That's why that's why I have a family. It boundaries was ba- are good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I couldn't <laughs> find the words boundaries. I love it. That was so great. <laughs> Robert, you watching the show real time like us? You've you've seen all three episodes. I mean, what, I mean, you just you know, this is a broad question, but you know, who who do you think who do you think Hart is what? Who is in your opinion? Like, what? what how was? The, how would you describe this guy? Well, Hart. You know, I think that you know, Nick's written the guy that we all sort of relate to a little more because he's that everyman-ish uh, sort of character. He's got the family, he's got the kids, um, but also terribly flawed, and clearly he goes through a divorce and and whatnot. And uh, and then you have Rust, who is the smartest guy in the room, mm-hmm. um, but. And and but he's kind of a terrible dude, and we normally you wouldn't really like this guy, except he accepts all of his flaws. He has all that denial, exactly that line there, mm-hmm. the difference between us, denial. Um, you know, he accepts the all, all the crap that's going on with him, and because of that, we uh, attach ourselves to him as a character, um, and and really invest in him in this really amazing way. I think that's the the feat that Nick has done with these characters, is that we're attached to Hart because he is the guy that we recognize, mm-hmm. and we're attached to Rust because he is so frank and accepting of his own fallacies, and, right. uh, and, and yet he is kind of above the rest of the, the the crowd with his intelligence and I wonder if it's not just, if it's not a combination of a, I, I agree with you smarter than everybody else mm-hmm. and willing to put in the work like he went through all the four, what do you say fourteen hours of of uh, of of, 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 uh, of crime scene of dead photos of, right. of, of dead bodies right mm-hmm. yeah it's not just that he's that he's you know smarter than than most people he's willing to put in the time but I think there's that extra added ingredient he's untethered mm-hmm. you know what I mean like the the daughter's dead the wife is gone he's not He's not held to any of the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's, sure. he's, 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 he's floating free of the structure of the society. And so he kind of gets a different perspective, I think. I, um, I, I agree. I want, I want to get to um, – I want to just touch on as well the, uh, the relationships here because we see it's not – I want to touch on you know, the, the, the Hart, Michelle, the Michelle, Michelle Monaghan and, uh, and Woody Harrelson relationship, Michelle Monaghan. And McConaughey relationship, and all that lawn mowing, and all that. And all you that do mo- not mow another dude's lawn. You do not mow another dude. You like, don't yeah, do that. Samuel L. Jackson said in Pulp Fiction, "You don't give a man another. <laughs> you don't give another man's <laughs> wife a foot rub, foot rub, and you don't mow another man's lawn." That's it. 
Like McConaughey in that wife beater in the kitchen having no. some sweet tea. <laughs> no. Like that was like, oh no. You don't know you're not in the kitchen in the wife no. beater. No. And Come I'm, on, Russ. Matthew Flamer. Come on, Flippo. If you walked home and Matthew McConaughey was in a wife beater outfit after mowing Dude, the, the, your lawn, you I would, would be something. Upset. I would be upset. Yeah. And, and I because it's McConaughey and he's in better shape than I'm, I'd ask him to leave. No. <laughs> Please get out. And I love Woody Harrelson, you know, the the the, the detective. He, the second he saw the fresh cut grass, oh, he was already on. He's like, what on. the what? McConaughey's <laughs> in there with some sweet tea? No. No. No, no. it's all wrong. I so, may not uh, be anyway. interested in mowing my lawn all the time, but that does not mean you get to mow my goddamn lawn. No. So what's going on? Okay, he so- was interesting in that scene. Wasn't he McConaughey? When he's in the kitchen with, with Maggie, yeah. he's engaged, and he's sure. engaging, and mm. he's, he because has he's a little glamour to, glimmer to his eye, and he's he's in it, but then the second he goes outside and he's talking to, to Hart's character, he switches, off. he switches off, he becomes haunted, he becomes uh, yeah. uh, 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 removed, and just the way even he walks away with barely even swinging his arms. It was like a zombie. He walked to the car really like a zombie. Strange. Yeah, that was really a weird storm out. Yeah. Awesome. And cool the way uh the way Carrie like shot it because he, he did, they used the handheld and kind yeah. of followed outside. It had this weird kind of cool well, thing to it. It kind of reminded me of last week when uh when uh Hart put Cole up against the lockers yeah. and, and Hart just does that hands. weird little thing. It's like yeah. it's like that walk was just enough to say, okay I'm walking away, but don't Come after right. me because I'm walking weird. I'm walking away because <laughs> I'm, I'm choosing to walk away, yeah. not because you told me to. Yeah. yeah, and even in that moment last week, that which was another fucking phenomenal scene when he says, "Look, brother, if you got some self-loathing to do this morning, that's yeah. do your thing. Like, do do what you got to do." But I, I can break your wrist right now, so let's just work this case. It's yeah. very matter of fact. You don't lose your but, hands you over know, this. Uh, yeah, you don't. You don't, yeah, you don't lose your hands over this. Yeah. So okay, question. So what? I mean, we're obviously setting up some sort of something between Monahan and uh, you know and, and McConaughey. Mm-hmm. That phone call was very telling. That phone call was awesome end. too. She's like, "I don't trust the other cops. So I'm just going to call you." And I haven't right. heard anything. Yeah, yep. he, 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 he just kept, straight up. He, so said, I haven't heard a thing. I don't know anything. Yeah. Okay. So question. So what's got? What is, is she attracted to him? Is she not attracted? Let me ask you a question. It's, it's McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. I'm attracted <laughs> to him. Everybody, slow down. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you you I'm, cut my grass. I'm really pissed, but God, you people, look good. People on the internet, we want to know, would you be attracted to Matthew McConaughey? I'm talking about the characters. Okay, this isn't this is an extra Us magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the characters. Is Russ attracted to Maggie? Is Maggie attracted to Russ? I think people like a bad boy. And he's a bad boy. He admits he's a bad man. So is, so is Woody. Woody's a bad boy, too. Yeah, but he doesn't embrace it right. like Matthew McConaughey. And, and Matthew McConaughey, the fact that he embraces he's a bad man, makes him actually a good... It's, he's the anti-hero. Okay, yeah. go. There's Just, something between the two of them that uh-huh. brings There's something, something special out of each other. Right. So hmm. every time we've seen uh, Rust, he's he's very closed off, and he's very uh, in his own world and very in his own head, except when he's with her. And that happened from the second they met. Right. And all of a sudden, he's he's getting personal, and he's saying things about his past. Sure. Um... And I think she she senses that as well, and that's that has to be a draw. Right. That that this this man this beautiful man. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say. It's all right. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, uh, shut up, all yeah. of you. Shut no, up. I, I, I'm with you. I think the man he's a good looking man. All right. But yeah. uh, any man, I don't care what he looks like. If um, if he is that that open and honest with you, that that draws you in as sure. as a person. 
I, so uh, there's something between the two. Rob, Rob, I'm sorry, Rob. Do you, do, what do you think? Do you think that there? I mean, see, obviously there's something there. But are we are we led to believe that this? Are we going towards something? How would you describe what they're what they're doing right now? Is this sort of a mutual attraction? Is there nothing? Is it? What do you what do you got? Well, clearly, you know, she's uh, in this relationship where she's neglected and suffering mm-hmm. and, and needs a connection, and uh, and and he offers one. So, if anything, she's you know reaching out to this connection that's that's right there and is available. And I think that's just totally human and absolutely and of course uh, the honesty that that goes on um with these people and these characters everyone's attracted you know you're attracted to, to to people that you see every day on yeah. the street and uh and it's a question nando. of whether or not you uh, yeah nando right, right here um i gotta say Shots man, fired. seriously uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing later uh, no <laughs> He's a heartthrob. I'm married. I'm sorry. Uh, God damn. <laughs> All of them are. No. No, uh, you know, it's it, it's that thing that uh, it, it's there. Whether they act on it or not, um, I think, is, is a totally different thing. But, yeah, they, uh, it's got to be in there. It's got. It's it's something that you expect. Well, I there. think it's, it's it's interesting that that scene in the bedroom where um where where it, it, it was it's so funny because he's here's the guilty man who's being asked questions by his wife. Like, where are you? What's going on? Those questions aren't necessarily about are you banging somebody else. Those questions are about where are you emotionally. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But he's it's taking how, it. how he takes it or how we interpret. Absolutely, it as the and, and of course because we know he's screwing around and he's 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 having a, a, a fling. Yeah. She doesn't know that necessarily. So when she's saying where are you, you're not here, you're not present. He's not. He's 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 trying to explain a specific time. It's right, it's sure. an overall question. She's asking where are you vulnerably. And Although, so go ahead, go ahead. Well, he passes the test when he basically says I'm 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 fucked up, and he he comes out and he's. He says basically, I'm. He shows her some vulnerability. Yeah, and I, was, gotta, I gotta say that 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 scene, you know, it was brilliant work on uh, on Woody's part. Yeah. Um, you know, because uh, a lot of this, I'm I'm watching it and I've read the whole script. Uh, so when so when you watch the show, it's like, oh, that's how that that right. came out. And and when we got to that scene, I had I remember reading it and and not interpreting it as Woody did. I mean, he really took it to the next level with that. Right. And, you know, you know he, the, the vulnerability and, and everything that he did in that scene, I was just, you know, yeah, blown I love, away, that's amazed. Great. I love that Isn't that the best when you when you see it on paper and then you see somebody, like, take it to a whole other place? Yeah. And, and uh, it's just mind-blowing, isn't it? So good. Mm. Uh, yeah, what, yeah, I think Woody's very, very underrated as a, as a dramatic actor. I think he's a phenomenal actor. Uh, I just want to do, just on that same point, back with Monaghan, I think that what... Uh, in that moment, she is very, she's asking him that one question, but she doesn't hesitate. I mean, she's dropped like two kind of ball busting zingers on Woody. Like, oh, did she ever? Like, like, like last week it was, you didn't used to be such a chicken shit. This week it was like, uh, you, you used were, to be much smarter. You were so much smarter. <laughs> it's like yeah. Every oh, week. So, yeah. So like, emasculating. You know, yeah. And so it's interesting for me to see what I, what I found really, uh, I felt like that there was a breakthrough in that scene, like what Woody did in that scene and what, what Hart's character did in that scene and how they came together in the moment. And like in that moment that I thought she she was going to smack him across the face. They ended up, you know, you know, making love and you know, and really embracing and understanding each other. But then to see Hart still be completely off of his ass, you know, uh, damaged in the bar, and then subsequently after the bar, it makes me feel like this guy's broken. He's not mm-hmm. really. I thought that was some sort of break, emotional breakthrough, but really, yeah. he's got he's got some got some problems. Well, there. Another line that she said uh, was, "You put a ceiling on your life because mm-hmm. you won't change." Yeah, I love that mm-hmm. line. That's that's a brilliant line, but that's because she's playing a different game than he is. That's what I think is ultimately. Oh, they're all the, playing games, huh? No, yeah. no, no. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I think she's uh, she's after different things. She wants right. to know why he's not working towards something bigger. But from right. his point of view. 
he's like, I got the hot girl on the side. I got the wife here at home with the girls. He's living the dream. I'm full. My yeah. life is full. Why would I want anything more? I don't need to go in this direction. I got all the stuff I want. And, and yet he's still not got, happy. And that's yet it. he's still not and happy. And so when he's in the bar, he's willing to fight because, God damn it, I've got all the stuff I think I want, and it's not working. What the Why? Well, it's that, but my, I, I do agree with everything you're saying, but I think that my interpretation of it is, is that, like, it's, it's the job for us. I got this really hard, intense, crazy, shitty job that requires me, and, and then I have this beautiful wife and family that I, so I must do the job, and then I must do the wife and the family, but I, for me, I'm gonna go and have this thing on the side, because that's gonna, you know, that have, have my cake and eat it too. But so he feels like, like you said, I've got everything working, but nothing's working. He still doesn't understand because the 2012, the 2012 heart is like, hey man, you got to get this stuff. You know, so every now and then a man's got to do what a man's got to do. So he feels like this job is shitty. I'm working it to the best of my ability. I'm taking care of my family for the best of my ability. I'm also on the side taking care of myself. Yet I'm still fucked up. What's the problem? Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Is it, it from her from her point of view? Why are you not going for something better? That was your plan years ago when I first met you. You were this this different guy. You wanted more. Well, you were smarter back then. You, you had were, dreams. You had dreams back then. You wanted and right more. Now right now, he, like you said, he's living the dream because he, he thinks he's yeah. living the dream, but he's not. Because he's keeping that. he's keeping all the balls in the air, and that's all he can do. Here's the thing about here's the thing about his character. Everyone smells. Bull, I'm gonna say it again. Everyone right. smells bullshit on him. His wife smells or, or, it, or, or, or and, and his partner does it. <laughs> or p word. Or the p word. But, or but everyone smells it on him, yeah. and he's oblivious to it. And he is fighting to keep his own sanity. He's wondering yeah. why it doesn't work. But he's the he's the only person who doesn't see how messed up he is. Yeah, we are. We are. Denial. We're, we're, yeah, we're in denial. Exactly. Yeah, denial. denial. Well, and the, well, the great thing is that in, in that scene, he. He's also playing her. He, he's, yeah. he oh, plays yeah, he's totally her playing with her. with all of that. Totally. Uh, you could see him. Guilt, you yeah. could see his him kind of finagling through. Yeah. And when he finally gets that, he's like, ah, I hit something. When he gets all vulnerable right there, he's like, I won. Yeah. Well, well, like you said, you I, he, you passed. Say, he, he passed. He well. passed. He passed the test. He so passed. In the room, you're like, he passed. That was it. And, and, and it was funny because you, you fully expected him to get smacked. Yeah. I did too. It, it was that moment. She put her hand. You literally are like, oh, he's going to hit her. No, she's going to hit him. The look on her face. Right. She did an interesting way of playing it. She's good. She looked at him like, you mother. The whole time, you motherfucker. Yes, you are damaged. Come here. But from, her, from <laughs> as a, as a character, it looks to me like she's just like give me a reason she to stay. Passed. Give me a reason to stay. He just passed. Okay. Yeah, but, but she want... also doesn't. Uh, it seems to me that she doesn't buy it entirely. You right. know, she's no, not no. totally yeah. sold, and that's also mm-hmm. great work on her part. It's yeah, great work that, on her part. Is that they they really walk that line so well. Right. Mm-hmm. So I want to get to like two things we do is we're running out of time. I do want to get to oh, let's talk about the case. I know. I do. I, well, I want to get. <laughs> I'm spend a couple minutes on the case, and then I want to spend the rest. The rest of the time, the Rob is really just sort of just asking them about mm-hmm. the, the, the thing, and but really a couple months in a case. So uh, w- a lot, a lot of work here. I mean, I mean, Julie, you're my, you're my case recapper here. Nah. You got all the thousand notes. But I do want to say <laughs> it's today. great to see uh, my man Shea Wiggum, Shay from uh, from everything. I don't know from um, the, the the guy who played the, pe- the preacher, Boardwalk Empire, uh, Boardwalk Empire, Wolf of Wall Street, and and American Hustle now, and this he's everywhere. Like everywhere I turn, I see I see Shea Wiggum, and he's Wiggum. Sorry, I can't and I can't. Do anyone's last name, but uh, he's uh, I love I love that guy. So he's another great quick turn on his part. Um, but uh, so the case. So we are getting closer. We have a break in the case. So let's just let's just skip to the fact that we have a break in the case. The, the light the lights are hot. The marshals are being called. Woody, they're, they're back slapping in the car. And you did it, buddy. And they're on their way to this very scary place. Um, you know, I don't know. Anybody got any comments, thoughts, case wise? No. 
You set the tone really well there with the end. I, yeah. I, I like the way they, they, they buttoned that one. Yeah, they did. Because I'm ready to watch the next week. I know. Yeah. Like, I want, yeah. Jungle. Weird. Oh, and God. The, the, and the, the, the anticipatory, like, the way McConaughey was like, I heard these stories, and, you know. And, and yeah, well, yeah, and then Woody Harrelson's telling the guys, he's like, you guys ever been in the gunfight? You? Yeah. You ever been like, in the gunfight? Yeah. Well, how well, are you going to relate to it? And then, we're like, what the hell happened? And then we see a very well-adjusted man in, 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 in his underwear well, and tattoos. <laughs> and oh. At the end of every dream, there's a monster. Yeah. The end of the episode. That's oh, and the a machete. Movie. Don't forget the machete. He had a machete, yeah. a gas mask, <laughs> underwear. So and a crazy guy, beard. So is that Reggie Ledoux? Because that's who they yes. were going for before all that weird stuff started he's ready, happening. He's ready to party. Like yeah, that. so, uh, <laughs> that's, that's how, the question. That's right. how we party. Uh, Rob, I just, so let's. So and I just wanted to say one thing: that Tuttle came up again. Tuttle came up. That Tuttle was his up, school. That was the school where, right. where the daughter no. ran. Olivier was, yeah, was right. attending. So right? it's just interesting to see that so, even though even though he wasn't in the episode at all, that we're still seeing a little bit well, of tunnel they, in there. They even talk about how they're about to lose this case to the to the, to the, to the task, task force. force. Right. Yeah. So they're under the wire. Uh huh. All right. So and, thanks, Lamia. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, and also. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, backwards. I'm sorry, the case. <laughs> I, uh, I like the, you know, we, we saw a lot of work in the, you know, in the whatever, the hillbilly chicken ranch or whatever we saw, like last week. And so then we juxtapose into uh, the church situation, the church, the tent church. The tent church. We saw the, uh, the horrible, the, the, yeah, the guy who uh, had the had a horrible time in prison. Had had his business sort of. Um, oh, Bert! Good old Bert. Oh, that was rough, Bert. So Bert's not our guy. Bert's not the um, guy. But then, which leads us right into, uh, we did have a, an interrogation with Chris, who's who's, who's in the room here. Uh, <laughs> and again, and, and, and great work in that scene, by the way. I mean, you talked about how you know you guys maintain the thing. It was a very intense scene. Uh, it, it was it was very it was a very it's one of these things where it's like it's a very short scene, but it was. Very intense and very necessary, and also some great work. And a very part. interesting Impactful. character as well. I mean, the character who is a scarred, obviously, and then also breaking and entering, but can't leave uh, can't leave the crime scene without going all over the drawers. He has a little leave a little bit of himself right. everywhere yeah. he goes. Yeah. So how, how did this? How did that? How did that come in? Every this is like you know a dream come true for every actor. We have uh, you know two in the room here and two producers, two writer producers, two actors. Like how? Like how do you? How does this come to you? How do you yeah. get? How do you get involved with True Detective? I mean, the man's the an audition, or is it yeah. like a? It was uh, Alexa Fogel cast mm-hmm. Alexa. At, at at a New York. Uh, she's awesome. Um, I I got the got the audition and went in and put it on tape with her, uh, and she was great. And uh, I think you know Carrie and, and Nick were down in Louisiana, so they watched it you know from there and okay. uh, and made the decision and brought me down. Fantastic, mm. and then so I mean, and then you know, going so you're down down in Louisiana. I mean, you got to immediately be, you can't be in that state or in that in wherever you guys shoot specifically and not sort of be already in character. I mean, were you like uh, when you arrive and I mean, did you, how did you, did you feel it? Like, does it is it is it is it as it looks on? You know, I mean, I've been down there. We talked about the rural South before, but is it as it feels down there? It is. I, you know, I got to go to several different sites uh, because when I arrived they took me to set they were on a different uh, location uh, the next day when the, the day that we shot I went to the first location because I had to start getting into makeup mm-hmm. which was way out there in those fields kind of like we're in the area where they would have shot the tent right um, mm-hmm. and, and and it's and you see all that industrial stuff and, sure. that, uh, and so I did get that experience while being down there of, of what this area was and they really have made that into another character of the show. You know, mm-hmm. they've incorporated all of that so well, and you get the feel of it 
which, you know, is, again, hats off to Carrie yeah. because of how he's been able to shoot that. Uh, and then they do have a studio, um, a sound studio, uh, which the uh, the police offices uh, are uh, built, and uh, sure. that's where we shot that scene in the inter- interrogation room. Awesome. Uh, is that the one I meant? That, that, that's uh, it's, it's amazing. And, I, and they do a lot of, a lot of, actually a lot of stuff in Louisiana. Like there's a couple of studios that, in, there's one in Baton Rouge and um, there's a lot. A lot yeah, they're getting a lot there. of, uh, they're getting a lot of production down there now because they've, uh, there's no, there's some tax incentives mm-hmm. for uh, production uh, and it's really helping revive the area yeah. after Katrina. So, you know, that's one of the things that a lot of the locals that work on these shows, I get to talk to them while I'm down there and, you know, and they're, obviously excited that that much work is coming in at least on that level and right. reviving the area and it's great so you, you you're, you're around i mean like you've, you've been we've seen you on er and we've seen you on um amy on the amy schumer show <laughs> we've yeah. seen you like which is which is awesome and uh yeah. uh like i mean you know it, it's just i just always like to talk to sort of working actors who are out there doing it like i mean you know we have two here you're here like I mean, what's 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 it like out there from like New York to LA back and forth? I mean, pilot season's happening now. Like, what right. like what's what's this like for you? Do you do you, do you audition in New York a lot and try to do the stuff in New York, or do you are you is it everything for what's happening here in L in, in LA? Or how do how do you work? Well, you know, I think lately uh, a lot of shows are going all over the place, um, so it's not so much uh, concentrated in LA anymore. But there's a lot of LA stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am based in New York. Uh, I, I do a lot of theater in New York. I just did um, Ethan Cohen's first uh, full-length play at the oh. Atlantic. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, and that was that was great. A lot of fun uh, working with him and David Cromer was our director. Sure, brilliant people. Well, um, hell, <laughs> um, second only to us in this room. <laughs> first, them now us. Let's see, Carrie Fulaga, Matthew McConaughey, Joe Braswell, Ethan Cohen. We're, we're all set. Slip it in. Slip it right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, you're in good company exactly. now. <laughs> uh, no, it, um, so I, I, I like to do uh, keep my hand in theater, in New York theater. That's uh, sort of where I cut my teeth. I went sure. to school out there. and uh, um, Juilliard? At Juilliard. Hot oh. shot. Um, nice it. Yeah, and so off off Broadway, New York theater uh, stuff and new work is what I like to do. Yeah. Um, but and getting into doing these great TV shows in our new Renaissance, what are we calling it, of television? Yeah. The post new golden sec- age, post sec, post secondary or post golden age? Post golden age. No, don't you know? I don't want to get complicated because it's deep, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. So a guy wrote a book. Well, uh, you know. I'm thankful as an actor, certainly, as I'm sure you guys are, that we've got this stuff to work on. Uh, I'm actually also doing a, a new pilot that's coming out on AMC, and I hope you guys will get on it. It's, yeah. Uh, it's called Turn, and we're, it's going to air April 6th. Turn. I can't wait. No, it's, 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 period. it's a period thing, piece, period right? Period thing. Set t- the Revolutionary War. Set, uh, uh, yeah. Um, Long Island, New York, and and New York City and Connecticut. It's about the first American spy ring that yeah. uh, Washington set up during the Revolutionary War, um, based hmm. on a historical novel that, uh, that this guy wrote. And uh, Craig Silverstein is show running that, and yeah. it's uh, AMC. And uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's a lot of fun. We shot the pilot a while ago, got it picked up, and then congratulations, man. Oh, congratulations man, that's awesome. on that. Yeah, yeah. Like, so we're, we're definitely looking forward to that. Like you know, when I saw, I mean, just you know, I read just read the little synopsis and saw who's involved. I'm like, oh my god! So that sounds it looks amazing. And you know, AMC the pedigree's great. Yeah. And uh, you know, you can't you know the guys who brought you Mad Men and uh, and Breaking Bad and others. So. Yeah, so congratulations mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, thanks. Um, um, we gotta, we got 
gotta get out of here. We get into predictions. We we gotta get out of here. Yeah. Unfortunately. Time. Yeah. Yikes. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Uh, Julia, <sighs> what do you got? <laughs> always, always, always. Okay. Um, my prediction. I think. Uh, I think Maggie is the key here. Uh, if we're talking character wise, I'm not talking case wise. But well, maybe the two will intersect. I actually think, but I think Maggie is the key to the uh, to the dissension of the relationship. I think we kind of talked about that. I think uh, Cole is going to ingratiate himself even further into her world and sort of try to edge Marty out a little bit more because I think he's going to crave that feeling he has of being open and honest, and it's going to uh, not end well. Mm. Kind of a shitty uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, no, no. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to piggyback on your shitty prediction. Um, <laughs> I, I think that uh, that um, that that Cole is going to go out with with that kind of hot. I mean, she's pretty hot. The the girl that that the, she got, he got set up with, Jennifer. Yeah. Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to go out a little bit. It's going to go. It's going to go badly, and it's going to go badly about the time that Maggie and uh, and and Hart are kind of done. And I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be something that that he does not want to have happen, but it's going to happen anyway. Great, Nando. Well, I, I think uh, the person that uh, that Rust mentioned last week that was almost, almost a second Lauren, wife was yeah, who was Lauren. Introduced to so by Jennifer, Maggie. I don't think Jennifer is going to be that relevant, but I do think that based on uh, based on Hart's big dramatic pause after after that scene with his wife, they're divorced. They got to be divorced in 2012. I, I, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot more that. Uh, that Cole has to do with that. Mm-hmm. So sure. I do agree with that to piggyback off of your shitty prediction. Yes, yeah. I think that definitely has a lot to do with We're it. Three okay. shitty otherwise, it's really, otherwise, it's really hard to tell because especially from seeing scenes from next, not next week because we don't have a show next week because I guess they're, they're probably preempting it for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. But the week after, it was just hard to tell. I know. Uh, uh, my prediction, uh, we, I'm not going to ask Robert for the prediction because he's read the whole thing. But, uh, <laughs> so he, so I predict it will remain riveting and surprising. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, my prediction uh, it's just very, very quickly is that we're going to get to know more about this, this uh, McConaughey-Monahan uh, relationship and, 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 and stuff. So, um, as you said. Let, you guys I, all stole my shitty prediction. It, you started it. <laughs> uh, Robert, where can we find you? Can we find you on Twitter anywhere? Like, where, where can we find you? Are you on any of that junk? Uh, I'm, I'm on Instagram. Yes. Uh, abandoned station and I promise I'll start actually posting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Me too. I'm on Instagram at Joe Braswell. I'm going to start posting this week. I got a bunch of stuff I'm going to put up and I'm just going to start posting like well. a madman. You can also find me on Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. Where can we find you, Flip? Uh, you can find me on the interwebs. Uh, my website is josephsanflippo.com or on Twitter at Joe Flippo. Julia. Uh, Twitter. Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Same on Instagram. And then you find me here. Uh, what do we do? We do the Blacklist. We do Hannibal we coming up. We do uh, following. Yep. Following. We do, we do all the good Yeah, stuff. and you can find me on Twitter, at Nando Vell, and uh, yeah, on all, all those shows. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for listening to us on iTunes, downloading us. Please rate us. us five. We love you. We'll see you next week with more True Detective. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.